Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Up top, he passes Gustav. Fakes from the left wing, drives, kicks it inside to Dante. Dante goes up and flushes. Oh, man. And Folly Dante just with muscle. This is Dirt and Sprague. 18-point Dallas lead as they have blown the doors open here. The third, Playbooks, got it. Target practice. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. It's a challenging position to evaluate in different ways. Um, I don't have a, if I had an answer, that means I would probably have some better receivers, I guess. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader, 1080, The Fan. Happy Flop Shot Friday, everybody. How we doing? How we feeling? What is happening? I love when you you tell people things and you end up getting a bunch of text messages. I think I got 15 text messages yesterday about Alex Murdoch. (laughs) You see this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I saw it, baby. I was glued to it. Is it Murdoch or Murdaw? It's a good question. I think he's got a GH, doesn't he? Murdaw. Is it Alex Murdaw or Murdoch? Murdaw would be more southern, probably. More South Carolinian. I'm Alex Murdaw. I'm Murdaw. I don't know. I was generally just curious. I actually don't. I've heard the name said like 10,000 times, and I should probably know the answer to that. Sounds well, like somebody from the south with money, too. Not it just totally does not it? Yeah, very yeah. high. Murdaw. We're the Murdaws. Also the murderers. hey See you later, buddy. <laughs> Have fun in jail. Uh, you need that horn again for that joke. Man, 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 man. Down awesome. goes Murdoch! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Boom! I was glued to that ass yesterday, man. It was you're great. Little, you're a little too happy telling somebody they're a murderer. <laughs> well, I mean, look, hey, he's a horrible man. He deserves to go to jail. See you, see you, see you later. Yeah, but I think it's more the <laughs> chuckling. See you later, murderer! <laughs> Well, what helps was that his well, I'm not even going to say that. Well, right. I'm going to stop See, there. that's what no, I'm saying. I'm going to stop there. You're going down a dangerous road. I'm here. going down a, I won't go down that dangerous road. I'll stop myself. I, you didn't, uh, that was going to sound mean. You said, you admitted yesterday you're super glued to this trial. Yes, I'm hooked. I told you I hadn't really followed it. I saw it at my gym. I've heard kind of some of the details. I didn't have any idea how he didn't get committed or get uh, found guilty. And you went over some of that. So yesterday, I'm I'm in my house and I'm doing some stuff, and I just opened Twitter, 
and I just happened to open Twitter right as it said, they've reached a verdict, announcement coming, and I went, oh. Ooh, I'm going to turn on the news. So I opened my little Comcast app, and I opened up one of the news channels, and lo and behold, they're right there, and this gal's talking, and the, it's funny, the host live, I think I, I turned, I think I chose CNN. I'm like, CNN would probably carry something like this. Oh, they showed every second of this trial. Ratings bonanza. And right as I turn off, Wolf is signing off, we'll go live now, CNN. <laughs> and then there's a gal comes up, and she goes live to the court, and she has her on-the-site, you know, reporter there. And this gal is talking, and the judge pops out. And the gal's like, oh, the judge is coming out now. And you could see the split screen of the host, and the host had a look at your face like, shut, shut up, shut up, stop talking. And the judge sits down, he's about to start, he starts talking, and the gal is still talking. <laughs> Would you quit talking, please? And then I think the gal finally, when the producer got near, is like, shut up, we're going live. <laughs> and they finally got her to quiet down, they go live. Here's my whole thing with this. Okay, what do you got? What do you got for me? Well, I want your court takes. I would imagine. Oh, man, this is like a court show now. We need a segment every week. <laughs> Trial, uh, Law and Order with Dirt and Sprague. I would imagine you were pretty excited to see that he was found guilty given you've seen the Netflix stuff and you've been following the trial. And I did not think he was going to be found guilty. But I'm assuming you were happy. Yes, that, that very happy. This dude for sure murdered them. He definitely did. When I watched this... Uh, my complaint is not that he was found guilty, obviously, like put the piece of crap in prison. My complaint is the reading of the verdict. Need a little more pizzazz. Well, when did we go from like, I know this is very, you know, television, TV, movie, takey thing. But I swear I've seen other verdicts read in other states. And I, I, I swear it's as simple as please rise. The jury's reached a verdict. Would you please read the verdict? And they read off what each count is. Mm -hmm. And through each count, on the count of blah, 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 we find the defendant guilty. And then they move to the next charge. Guilty. Guilty. And it's like, bam, bam, bam. See you later. Go to prison. That yesterday was way too clunky. Very clunky. I was even a little confused. <laughs> so if you missed it, the courtroom clerk gets the paperwork sorted out by the judge. The judge says, hey, read it this way. The gal gets up, she starts talking, and she's like, on the order number of BC00913558, CRB code 88ZBLMN1158, jury one, verdict guilty. And then they moved on to the next. And it's just <laughs> like, wait, what did we just do? What was that? What was that charge for? I'm confused. What happened to old school standing up? We find the defendant. Guilty! Boom. And then slamming the little gavel. What happened to that? I want a little Maury Povich in my courtroom. Yes. Like, you are not the father. I yes. want one of those kind of moments. That's R what the I reveal wanted. coming after the break. They know this thing's on national television. They know every major network has cut in. You're waiting to find out the verdict. Hey, we got it. I got it right here in my hand. You ready for this? Coming up. This verdict Next. brought to you by Visa. <laughs> Give me the guy standing up. You are not the father. Then somebody celebrating. That's what I want. Look, this country is broken in a lot of ways. And in some ways, I personally, just my own opinion, I don't think we're ever going to be able to get past some of that brokenness. So lean into it. We're a disgusting country who loves watching awful things. If you want to sponsor the verdict reading by Visa, I'm kind of in for it. I, I think it'd be kind of interesting. Get a local South Carolina company to sponsor that Seriously. verdict reading yesterday. <laughs> Do we need like a starting lineup guy? Like get the Chicago Bulls guy? And now! 
on the charge of murder. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Just, you know, spice things up a little bit. How would he say it? Guilty. Now, I want to hear Mark Mason. I want to hear our own. You want to hear Mark Mason? Yeah, I want to hear our Portland Trailblazers uh, Moda Center announcer <laughs> really? give that courtroom. Really? Because I'm, I'm a Mason fan. Yeah. When, no, when I'm in the stadium, absolutely. I love Mark Mason. Mark Mason is amazing. He's I, great. If he's listening, I Mark, you're my guy. The Bulls guy would have been great yesterday because you know why? <laughs> Who was the number one player he would say in the starting lineup of the Bulls? Michael Jordan. Okay. You know the funny thing about Michael Jordan that he would do? He would say, what college is he from? Where was the trial yesterday? <laughs> South Carolina, baby. From South Carolina! <laughs> Give me a size and a weight for Murdoch, too. Six foot four, 290 pounds! Guilty! <laughs> Prison flash! <laughs> I'm, dude, it was crazy. I, they, they stopped, they, the final arguments were made yesterday, and I thought there was no chance in hell we're going to get a Like, this is going to take weeks to figure this out. It's circumstantial evidence. Like, these jurors are going to be locked in this room for days, if not weeks. And then you get the announcement, like, three hours later, verdict. Like, oh, okay, here we go. We're, we're just moving forward with this thing. Unanimous verdict that quickly usually points to he guilty as hell. Exactly. Well, and they had a juror that had to recuse him. They had a juror yeah. that had taken off because she talked to people about the case. So yesterday morning, they had to call her in and be like, hey, do you got anything left? She said she had eggs left in the room. It's like, do you want your eggs? They, somebody had to go get her eggs for her. But she got the boot. She chatted with other people about the case. It's, uh, it's a little odd when jurors talk. Like, you had that, uh, there was a juror from... Um, was it? Is it the? Is it the Georgia Trump thing? Is that where it was? Where oh, the yeah, the grand jury that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just ran to the news the minute she could, and she was just like, "Yeah, it was unreal." <laughs> Rudy Giuliani would not talk to us, and I'm like, "Why did you need to go do this interview? Is this for cloud or not a good idea? Not a good idea. Not Let's not not, not a good run idea. right to CNN. No, uh, how about we don't do that right in the aftermath? No, that wasn't a good idea. But he's found guilty as hell. Uh, his sentencing is actually supposed to happen in like 30 minutes from right now, 9.30 oh, a.m. South Carolina time. He's getting life in prison. We'll see you later, Alex. He, he should, yeah, he should be life in prison. I also found out yesterday there is an HBO documentary, too, about it that I didn't know about, and now i got to watch that. I bet you it's better than Netflix one. I bet you it is, too. It's called Low Country, and I guess it goes more into like the family, the background, all the crap that they pulled for generations. Mm. I'm in, dude. I'm in. This This case has me hooked. Well, you mentioned the uh, there might have been a, a gay murder. The son could the, be secretly yes. gay and or murdered his gay lover. There's still a live son. Uh, yeah. So I guess there was a follow-up. So once the verdict was read and he was found guilty, the family of that guy is now pushing investigator and prosecutors. Uh, and they might even investigate further the um, the housekeeper you mentioned as they should so we could have a couple murdoll a couple murdolls in the prison system <laughs> it's like i'm envisioning the office episode where the, i do declare <laughs> do the murder mystery game while the office is downsizing there's been a murder in savannah <laughs> that's kind of what i'm picturing right what now. if the son is found guilty and another one goes to print like what if the murdaws established the murdaw name in prison though they become the equivalent of what they are in the public. They're like controlling everything yeah. behind the scenes in prison now <laughs> for you guys years are, to come. You guys are describing Bernie Madoff. Apparently, after he was arrested for bilking people out of billions, he had like a, the hot chocolate ring all sewn uh, up. Well, he, he seriously was dealing. Oh, really? He was running powder. stuff in prison. <laughs> yes, laying yeah. in hot cocoa. Yeah, Bernie, before he died, it, he had a nice little hot cocoa business. Of all the commodities yeah. in prison, hot cocoa. I don't know how high on my list that would be for me.
I mean, it's it's a bunch of random stuff here on the outside yeah. that you just don't think. You know, like Swiss rolls. I think what honey buns was Aaron Hernandez's big thing. Honey it's just buns. the most random items that these people inside so, have access. I'll to. give you a quick prison story. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice. shifting gears. All right, what do we got? No, I I, I have some experience with this stuff. <laughs> uh, my stepdad in and out of jail a large portion of my life. I've got other uncles that have been locked up, and right now I have a, a cousin. Who is in there? And um, I was talking to them not too long ago, and their brother was up here visiting. And uh, they were talking about how they went and visited them. And two brothers went to go visit in prison, and they show up, and you can you can like eat dinner with family or whoever okay. is locked up that you want to go see. And so you can be there for like four hours if you want. And they show up. <laughs> they showed up to the prison. With a frozen pizza, assuming there'd be somewhere to warm up. You're not allowed to do that. No. There's no cooking. There's no microwave. It's supposed to be like a packed lunch, and they got to examine that, make sure it's good, and there's no shanks in the sandwiches or something. Yeah, you bring in like a bag of McDonald's. Here you go. Here's a cheeseburger. So they show up, and they had a frozen pizza. Well, and they, uh, they go, okay, quickly, this was a mistake. They get into the area where you eat, assuming there's like a mess hall. No. All they had available. So they show up, assuming that they're going to eat dinner with their sibling. And they sit down. The sibling is not eating dinner at this point. The sibling is just going into the assumption, I'm eating dinner with my, my family. And they sit down and realize there's nothing to eat. And all they had on them was $3. So they went and bought two bags of chips from oh, the vending machine. No. Here's the funny part. They get done eating the chips. They say their goodbyes. They talk to them every day. They say goodbye. They leave the prison, and they immediately get out of the prison, and they see a pizza joint across the street. And they said, I felt really guilty, but we went and got a nice hot pizza. I mean, how do you not eat? You didn't eat anything. You're hungry. I got to go get a pizza on the way out. I can't not eat. It just my blood sugar levels low. It seems like a very Michael Scott thing to do. Show up, have dinner with a prisoner. You Here's actually do Tino's pizza that's frozen. You actually don't have dinner. They go to bed hungry, and you get out because you're free, and you go eat dinner at a restaurant. <laughs> hey, where do you want to go on the way home, honey? Let's stop at McDonald's. That sounds great. Well, here's the messed up thing about yesterday that it, that caught a lot of wind. You know who commented on that 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 trial verdict? Oh yeah. O.J. Simpson had an opinion on the verdict. He shared his thoughts. We might need to pull down goes Murdoch for a, as a drop. I, I debated if we should play the audio. Is that right? I man, we're twisted in this society in a lot of ways. But playing O.J. audio, I mean, I I chuckled. I chuckled. Oh, I watched both videos. There's two videos out. There was like, oh, there's a second video. Well, there's one before the verdict uh, where he's like, seems like he's trying to buddy up to the to the to the jurors and say, I'm one of you. That's an interesting strategy. <laughs> like, he just gives his legal advice, and he's not a lawyer, but he's been through two trials in his life. He talked about in the video that that you sent me was about how his, during his trial, what the sheriffs would tell him, his experience. Like, you know, when I was on trial for murdering my family and I was found innocent, this is what I thought during the process. It was bananas. His, his, he has a down goes Murdoch, though, at the end. That is just fantastic. I think legitimately he believes in his own mind at this point that he didn't murder. He probably does. Those two that people. Was 30 years ago. He probably talked himself out of it. Yeah. I mean, that's. What was it? 94, 90, right? 94. 1994. We're 29 years ago. But now, to, dude's been saying, if I did it for 30 years. So. But do you know what it would take to post a video of yourself <laughs> commenting on another person's murder trial and be like, well, it seems like he's going to 
He just the way he pontificates, it's just like what? I think the guy's a little psychotic because you know he murdered his wife. I don't think he's a little psychotic. So I, I think he's already dealing with some some mental issues. Like somebody texted in, and I can't believe uh, I, I can't believe his lawyer let him take the stand in the trial. That was controversial. It was very controversial, yeah. but they had to because he did. He had an alibi that was totally blown up by the release of the video that had his voice in the it. Snapchat. His video. whole alibi the entire time was he wasn't there. He hadn't wasn't he was visiting his mom he came home and he found his wife and his kid dead and then all of a sudden the the prosecutor shows a video of him there three minutes before they were both murdered and so he had to change his entire alibi and that's why they put him on was to say that he was a liar and a drug addict and he's lied about everything but he didn't lie about this lied about everything else didn't lie about this oj my god i'm quoting the damn thing and and i'm getting mad like oh i don't think i should play it and now i'm quoting the video (laughs) But he said that. He was like, once they see you lying, I'm not going to leave anything you'll say. It's just like, <laughs> oh, my God. Should have put a glove on and had it not fit. You would have been great off. I mean, does he need money? Is he angling for, like, that analyst gig? Like, hey, call me. I, Courtroom I can... TV. No, no, Jay. <laughs> Seriously, I-, I can give you the plaintiff's, or excuse me, the defendant's version against the plaintiff and how, how I perceived things and how they're perceiving things in that seat right now. Give me $50,000 a trial. I'll come and do it right this you, second. You would not be surprised to turn on, like, a courtroom television no. show and see OJ as, like, a contributor. It would be a ratings bonanza, too. You know it would. If you gave him his own, like, Judge Judy show, where he's like the judge over petty cross civilian crimes, I'm telling you, I would, it would make me feel horrible. But you'd turn it on every once in a while. How could you avoid it? Bob, what do you think you did with the sports memorabilia? <laughs> oh, OJ on sports memorabilia. Oh, okay, we're going to get his thoughts on this. All right. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I, I saw the verdict because of you yesterday. Watch watch the documentary now, man. Welcome in. Welcome in to the Hooked on Murder, murder family. That family, too. I mean, how do you not go Foghorn Leghorn with the accent, right? Yeah, you got to. The you, way they look. Yeah. It just, it's a whole thing. It, it fits for sure. Uh, well, he's going to go to prison. We'll, we'll let you know if the verdict gets uh, released on Twitter. Uh, it's probably going to be life. Life yeah. sentence is yeah. what I'd imagine. That's what it looks like. Uh, plus, well, how old is he? Like 50? Uh, somewhere in there, yeah. Mid-50s, I would he, guess. He go to prison for 50 years. He's he's going to die in prison. Yeah, we'll see you, buddy. Uh, all right. Well, we have a lot to get to today. We have two guests. We have two guests on the show today. Oh, who do we got? I forgot to text Dirt, and so he did not tease the second guest on the social medias. I did not. It's a surprise. Who is it? Uh, it is Kevin Cole. And if, you don't, if you're not as familiar with uh, the Kevin Cole name... Uh, Kevin Cole is an NFL draft guy, and uh, he hosts the Unexpected Points podcast, and he's going to talk about the Combine. There we go. Uh, We'll dive into some Combine stuff. Uh, We got some football things to talk about, the Baltimore Ravens, Mike McCarthy, Christian Capel's our other guest. Uh, He is no longer with The Athletic because they're stupid, and uh, he now works for On Mont Lake, which is his own venture he's created covering the Washington Huskies, so we'll talk some spring football and a look ahead with Christian Capel at 7.30. We'll spray the line, obviously, at 8.30 today. I have a lot of bets to, to pass along to the uh, the listeners out there. And a good point by one of our listeners, Deal. We call it Flop Shot Friday, and then he proceeds to basically call out the show of, all right, Flop Shot Friday, football, and then coming up next, football. <laughs> After that, we got to get to this football thing. And because of that, I will start with a flop shot. 
I'm going to start in golf. Look at that. How about that, huh? You didn't see that coming, did you? I'm excited. My nipples are hard. Dirt and spray, good to be with you on this Friday. Let's get it going on the fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Clapton Church. This is Sunday Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back, Dan. Dirt and Sprague with you. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, our very own Andy Dirt Johnson. I want to recognize his great uh, employment here at Odyssey Portland and what he has contributed to this country and this company. You're really upset about this, aren't you? Uh, Today is National Odyssey Employee Appreciation Day. That's right. I'm just getting appreciated, man. Uh, Our CEO will be here on Monday. We have a big, like, uh, you know, town hall. Welcome in. We got a new building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ra, ra, ra. Do I wear non-sweatpants on Monday? Um, It'd be nice if you... Yeah. You don't have to like wear a button. You're going to be a button shirt guy, aren't you? No, I'm not. I, I'm not. I was contemplating wearing sweatpants, and I thought, is that uh, is the CEO going to look at me and not like my show anymore because I wear sweatpants? I don't think he knows your show. Okay, that's a fair point. Fair <laughs> Just but. for you guys, because I, I think that, uh, not that I'm self-important, but I thought maybe I should wear pants on Monday. Like, <laughs> yeah, Schultz, he's in on Monday, man. And no. he's wearing pants. He's going to wear wearing pants, jeans. huh? Yeah, Confirmed. Okay. But I wanted to do a quick shout-out to him. Uh, it's Employee Imp- Appreciation Day, and uh, I guess our company has created our own, uh, you know, currency of some sort, Odyssey Bucks. <laughs> it's I, I don't know what you do with them. I don't know if you go to a website and purchase something with your 30 Odyssey, Odyssey <laughs> Bucks, but... He was recognized this morning as the great employee that he is. He got 30 Odyssey bucks. I got zero, so let's give it up for the better half of this show. Dude, Andy, you're welcome. you're welcome. You're welcome. Somebody's got to carry this garbage day in and day out. Okay. So one of us has to be here carrying the heavy loads. Well, I don't know who's going to carry it Tuesday through Friday <laughs> next week. You'll be gone, so I guess I'll just be here doing God knows what. Hey, Not I'm getting here. any points, man. I'm here Tuesday with you. What's the conversion rate to sh- uh, shrewd bucks? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. I just got a random email, and it looked like it was a spam email, and I thought, uh-oh, this is kind of weird, and it said, you've been rewarded or recognized, and I'm like, uh, what, what, uh, so I clicked it because I didn't know, you know, that's what you're supposed to do with fishy emails. You click them immediately. And it says uh, Odyssey has awarded you 30 Odyssey reward points for Employee Appreciation Day. And now I'm trying to figure out what can I do with 
employee appreciation points. You might, you maybe be able to buy some stock. Do I buy like a mug? Do I get like a cool Odyssey mug or something? Like a mouse pad? Can I get that? Is it like a scholastic book fair? Is it like cereal boxes where you have to clip the bottom of something and you have to send it in a Ziploc bag and they'll send you something back in six to eight weeks? Do I like hand this to the CEO on Monday when I see him and with 30 bucks I get a handshake with the CEO? Can that buy me a little face-to-face time with the head of the company? I'm not jealous, but it is funny that you got something. I have nothing. <laughs> They're like, we don't need to recognize that guy. <laughs> I did enjoy. I saw a big email. It's Employee Appreciation Day. And I thought, all right, on a Friday, let's go, baby. Um, I, some, a lot of listeners out there, like, I, I, I sympathize with you when we bring up golf, whether in our own lives. It's posting season, by the way. In our own lives, or we talk about golf from time to time. There's some of you out there that aren't interested in it. But what I think is interesting is when you see athletes in sports you're not as familiar with randomly start dominating. This happens to me in men's tennis. Men's tennis does this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have Nadal and Federer for years. It's the back and forth. Who's better? Federer for years was the GOAT. And then Nadal kind of got on his level and started beating him a little bit. And then out of the blue, there's this name that you're like, Dijak. And then finally you hear, and it's Djokovic. And now Djokovic is the GOAT because Djokovic has more majors and he's still probably going to add a couple more before his career is done. It's it's appreciating greatness when you see it in sports, even if it's not your favorite sport. And right now that's happening in the sport of golf. After the first round of the Arnold Palmer Invitational, which is a delightful little tournament in PGA, John Rahm is the leader in the clubhouse. Now, the second round's underway. We'll see what he does today. He's even through six. He's on the course early this morning. Yeah, because he was one of the late uh, starts yesterday. He is seeking his fourth PGA Tour win of 2023 in six starts. In the last 50 years, Tiger Woods in 2008 is the only player to win four of his first six in a calendar year. He's played 21 rounds on the PGA Tour so far this year. He's been inside the top seven of the leaderboard after nine of them holy hell the tour is deep the tour is talented and somehow john rom has established dominance on right now he's going on one of those runs and i i made the mistake last year of not betting scotty scheffler enough when he did something similar to this and and it felt like going into every tournament he was obviously the favorite because he was playing at such a high level it felt like too easy of an answer like somebody was giving me the answers to the test and I would hear people say, you got to bet Scotty Shuffler this weekend. It's like, well, he can't win again. He keeps winning every weekend. Like, he's not going to win again. Like, eventually his luck's going to run out. And he just kept winning. And I remember that went all the way into the Masters where I didn't want to bet him in the Masters because it felt like too easy of a pick. Like, this is a layup. There's no way the clear odds-on favorite is going to win this tournament with this deep a field and the pressure that comes with it. There's no way. I've now reached a point where I'm not making that mistake again. In every tournament that John Rom plays in, I'm putting money on John Rom to win that tournament because he is that good right now. And the crazy thing about the way he's playing is there's not really a weakness in his game like when some of the other guys like Rory's been on runs like this Justin Thomas has been on runs like this Scheffler's been on runs like this like there there are times Jordan Spieth obviously early in his career where you could you could analyze some of their games and say well this could go like Jordan Spieth could get a little haywire with the driver from time to time and do you really trust it you know tight on the back nine of a Sunday there just doesn't appear to be a weakness of his game. He's one of the best drivers of the golf ball. He's one of the best from 125 yards in. He's an absolute killer on the greens from putting. Like He has nerves of steel and can overcome you know, bad holes and bad shots. 
and bounced back perfectly. It was uh, evident when he won at Riviera a couple of weeks ago after a, a rough stretch, then close it out essentially with Max Homa hitting one on a long par three to like two inches from the cup. Like he, he's just on one of those runs right now where there's not anybody that it feels like is anywhere close to the level that he's playing at. I mean, even yesterday, he, he lost strokes off the tee yesterday, and he is debatably the best statistically off the tee box. And he still ended up being the leader because of everything you mentioned. He's got everything dialed in. I thought it was an interesting point. Uh, I think it was on the 16th or 17th hole. He hit a birdie because he closed eagle birdie birdie. And they they asked Tiger because Tiger's got, what, 82 wins, I think it yes. is? Tied with Sam Snead. They, somebody asked Tiger once and said, at 82 wins, how many times do you feel like you played your best golf through that tournament? And Tiger said, of the 82, three. So it just, even in days when you don't have it, it's yeah. just about, and you know this from playing on an amateur level at your local courses. You're never going to be perfect, but, but you got to find a way through the round. Yeah, sometimes you end yeah. up with a score, you're like, God, that's pretty good score considering how I felt I was playing. It just, um, it, what the PGA Tour has done this year with these elevated events, you could not have asked for a better start. I mean, you go back to the waste management was, well, I guess the Century Tournament of Champions was the first one, but not many people paid attention to that because right. it's in the midst of football season. So I kind of view the waste management as a start. You had Scotty Scheffler win the waste management for the second straight year. Then you go to Riviera where Tiger's playing at a classic course. It's John Rahm and Max Homa battling it down the stretch, two household names in the world of golf at this point. And now you get to your third, or I guess fourth, elevated event, but third that people are closely watching. And who's in who's in the lead? John Rahm. It's John Rahm again. Yeah. So I, this was the whole goal, to have these elevated events with bigger purses, with all the big-name guys playing in them. And John Rahm, what he's doing, it's not just that he's winning these random run-of-the-mill tournaments. He's winning and leading in elevated events where it's the top 20 players in the world. There's nowhere to hide, and he's better than all these guys right uh, now. Selfish plug, too, because I'm going today, but today, tomorrow, and Sunday, uh, the Golf Expo, the golf show at golf the Expo going Center. on this weekend, yeah. Uh, our, our good friends Par West are going to be out there. They've set up their shop. I'm going to go say hi to them today. They've got these cool new uh, cover head, uh, or club head covers. Uh, PDX uh, theme, so go say hi to Par West and go check it out. It's it's a cool little event out at the Expo Center. Uh, it's happening all, but I I just wanted to note John Rahm's dominance because sometimes it can get you to pay attention when an athlete separates themselves from an already pretty talented field. Put money on him to win the Masters, man. I'm telling you right now, just lock it in. It's not going to be great odds, but it's it's a value bet that's worth it. All right, coming up next, why did this team do this? Seemed unnecessary in the moment. It's proven unnecessary now. That's next. But first, Jordan with a sports update. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is Dirt and Spray gun 1080, the fan. Uh, NFL players are unhappy with these teams. We'll get to uh, that coming up. A listener coming to the conclusion that maybe the CEO is a bigger fan of take quakes than he is Sprague's basket blue balls. That's a good point. And he's, just, he's a take quake fan, and that's why I was awarded the Odyssey Bucks. Well, I tell people this all the time, and I look, I even understand it, and I'm the one that's getting, you know, demoted in a certain respect. <laughs> You're getting demoted. You're more popular. <laughs> people want the dirt. They don't want the Sprague. They want the Craig. They want the dirt. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that Craig guy. I get nervous sending emails because my sign-off in my guest booking email says dirt and Sprague, and I'm always like, God, please take me seriously. <laughs> please. Because it's a, it's a great nickname, but it's like, imagine getting an email. Huh? Who? And it says co-host of Dirt and Sprague, and you're like, what the hell, Dirt? Man, oh, these guys, man, what kind of show are they hosting? So I think it's just CEO likes you more. Okay. Well, I got another. I got, I got some take quakes for you today. I'm going to throw you under the bus, too, because uh, Ooh, I like that. on Monday, there's certain things that are going to be happening, and uh, you might not be around for one of those. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. No comment. No comment. I said this when it happened. I think we've mentioned it a, a time or two in just four games. Why did the Clippers need to add Russell Westbrook? This was a stupid decision by them. They played the Warriors last night. And, you know, it's kind of a tight game. And then the Warriors go on a little bit of a run. The minute they pulled away just slightly, the Clippers go, ah, PG Kawhi, we've got the Kangs tonight or tomorrow at that point. Sit. And they end up getting blown out. The Clippers are 0-4 with Russell Westbrook. Because it was a horrible idea. And this is why you don't listen to NBA players when it comes to roster construction. But why did they do this? Because Ty Lue talked about him when they brought him in. And they said, we're going to let him do him. We're going to let Russ do Russ. Give him the ball. <laughs> this is not going to work. He's an MVP. It's like, no, he's not. I don't know how long it's going to take for teams to get this through their head. I don't know how long it's going to take for NBA players to get this through their head. Like, look what the Lakers did two years ago. They could have had, what, DeMar DeRozan. They were going after Buddy Heald. DeMar DeRozan. Like, they had Alex Caruso was on their roster. They had to let him go. Like, you imagine two of those combinations instead of Russell Westbrook. That team's completely different. That team is competing. I don't don't know if they're winning. I don't think they're beating some of these other teams, but they're competing. This has turned into, like, the new, are you going to get Olympic Carmelo or New York Nick Carmelo? Can we get Olympic Melo? Is he going to buy in? Is he going to play team basketball? Is he not going to take bad shots? We got Olympic Melo. Well, give me the example of Westbrook. Well, because we do this every time he signs. Has he learned his lesson? He's just going to play within the construct of the team. He's not going to. He was 3 of 12, 0 of 5 from 3 last night. I would not play you another minute if I were an NBA coach the second you take a 3. Okay. They're not going to do that, though. You know that. The Lakers didn't learn, and they ended up getting rid of him. You know what's funny about what you said? How did Golden State defend him last night? I don't know. I didn't watch the game. <laughs> did they let him shoot? I'm assuming they let him shoot. He's terrible at shooting. I was watching, watching other things, man. I was glued to the trial. I know what you were doing. I'm watching the documentary. I didn't want to, I didn't want to out you here, but I'm going to out you. I know Hot what you did. Talk. No, no, it wasn't the trial. 
You know what he did last night instead of watching the Clipper Warrior game? What did I do last you night? You know what he did, Jordan? He had a birthday party he had to throw. You're damn right. It's my dog's birthday yesterday. Bubba turned six. This is a big deal, man. He is a a dog birthday guy. Happy birthday, son. I did not know you were that. (laughs) Oh, we're in, baby. Oh, I know you're in. I saw the Instagram post from you and your wife, and I went, they're birthday dog people? Who doesn't celebrate their dog's birthday? You evil villain. You don't let him on the couch. You don't celebrate his birthday. true. He can't sleep on the bed. This is true. He might as well be homeless at this point. He's in a damn cage when we're sleeping. Let him go sleep out in the barn. What the hell's the matter with you over there? I'll tell you right now, he'd be better better off in my house with my rules than being homeless. (laughs) He'd learn quick. I've got two Siamese life out there. One actually shares my birthday, so I can't. How do you help. know that? Because you the, don't get a cat or a dog till they're like eight weeks old. You, no, I forgot. I forgot his birthday. What do you mean? Like I don't. I I don't remember the specific date. And then the wife tells me, "Hey, it's a dog's birthday today." I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, it's a, you know, it's one of those." Like I don't specifically remember that it's March second every year. I know it's sometime in March, and then it's like, "Oh, that's right, it's a dog's birthday." It's when he's actually born or when you got him. I don't. I think it's when he was born. I I find <laughs> no, no, that no. interesting. What people determine for animal birthdays is it the day you got the animal, or are you really counting back eight weeks to the day and going? You know, he was born today. There's no birth certificates. I'm not no, 100% sure on that. <laughs> I'm going to put this up as a poll question now. Do you celebrate your animal's birthday? Are you an animal birthday person? <laughs> yes or no? We'll put that up at Dirt and Sprague, and I that's mean, what you did instead of watching the NBA on. last night. This is why I do blue balls. Bubba turning six is a bigger deal than Russell Westbrook going 0 for 5 from 3. I've seen that before. I've Dirt. only seen my dog turn six once. Draymond guarded him, and Draymond just stood in the paint. Didn't even Why would look you not? And why? he still shot the ball. Like, I... Why? I, I, the they're f- done. They're cooked. They're Which not is winning. Sh- they're not winning nothing. <laughs> that was close. That was great. It's great, too, because I hate the Clippers. I hate Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and what they do of not playing. Like, I can't stand anything about that organization. Yeah. Uh, Alex Crawford, screw you. We love you, but screw you. No, um, I'll tell you this. I'll give you an update with Crawford. What he used say? to work here at 1080. Even he hates this. I mean, how do you not? As a fan, they don't play. They don't play, and when they finally play, it's too little, too late. They're like a game above 500 now, and now they've added Westbrook. Even Crawford, as a lifelong Clipper guy in Blazer, Laker hater, even he's like reached a point of this sucks. Stupid, man. You gave up everything for those two guys, and they either don't play or they don't play together, or you make dumb decisions like, let's go get Russell Westbrook. I think they've only won one playoff series, if I'm not mistaken, the bubble. Then they they won a series, and I think they lost in the second round. Well, they went round. to the West Finals. What year did they go to the, with Kawhi Leonard no, and the Paul second George? Round. Their second round. They where blew it was a 3 1 lead. That was the year Denver went. Was uh, it not? Am I mistaken? Yeah, they blew the 3-1 lead to Denver, and Denver went to the West Finals after that. And got that. smoked by the Lakers. And then I think the year Kawhi sat out, and it was just Paul George and the guys. Remember That's it? right. They played the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. Or no, year. I think it was the second round, because I think that was the year the Suns went to the Finals against the Bucks and they beat the Mavs. Okay. But yeah, I mean, the the Clippers have been to the second round, and that's it. Let's confirm this. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, last year they lost in the play-in. Remember, that screwed us because New Orleans beat them. So no, yeah, year before they made it to the conference finals and lost to the Suns. Okay, that was the conference finals. All right. Last year was the year Dallas was in the conference finals. The year before that, they lost in the semis, and that would have been the first year I think that that group was together. Yeesh. So I mean, so yeah, you got to the conference finals, I guess, with with Paul George, but you lost in six. Um, it just to me, it's been a huge disappointment the entire time. And I love that we do. Like I jokingly bring up the mellow example, but there were legitimately takes when Westbrook was signed of like he's learned his lesson. The Lakers gave up on him. He's going to change his style of play. The he bought his he bought his bench role. He bought into that role with the Lakers. Like 
No, he didn't, man. Russell Westbrook's Russell Westbrook. He has a huge ego. He's not willing to change his game, and I don't know why any NBA team would want anything to do with that. If he would just simply be the energy guy that attempt only shots inside the paint, play some defense, set up your teammates. Like, if that was his play, like, if he was a guard version of Ben Simmons to a certain extent. But he like, can't don't, be. I know, but that's what I'm saying. If that was the case, then sure, maybe I'd entertain the notion. But until he shows you the willingness to do that, any NBA team that touches him with a 10-foot pole is just stupid. So they might have screwed their season now, and I don't even know what the offseason would be for the Clippers because you've given all in to this Paul George Kawhi thing, and it's it's not rewarding you so far, and... We don't even know where Kawhi really is. I know he's playing more now, but I, I don't know if he's that guy anymore. So, 0-4 since adding Russell Westbrook. Hey, some of the worst franchises in the NFL for these reasons. I'll tell you who they are, and then we'll dive into some college stuff coming up next. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. Maybe we're just trying too hard when really it's closer than it is too far. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. We have a lot to get to in the second hour of the show. Christian Capel covers UW. Spring football around the corner. He's got his new venture, so we'll talk to Christian Capel. Get his thoughts on the uh, highly anticipated football season. I don't know when they start spring ball up. I'm assuming everybody's pretty close. You were wrong on Oregon State yesterday, by the way. Oh, they have they not started yet? They start on the 7th. On the 7th. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Four days away. Uh, something hit me yesterday reading about them that I want to talk about, too, in the second hour of the show. Okay. Uh, I saw this uh, last night, and I thought it'd be really funny to throw it out. The NFL Players Association was given anonymous surveys on how they feel about their franchises. And it just breaks down into what the percentages say about each franchise. Now, I originally saw one of these for one team, and I sent a screenshot to our group chat. And somebody, I think it was Swag, was like, what's this for? And I told him, and now there's an article that's broken down all of the things from all of the teams. And I'm going to run down these, and I want you to tell me what where these rank for you. <laughs> okay. Number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars apparently have a rat problem at their stadium. <laughs> I saw that. It's fantastic. I, I It kind of makes sense. Their stadium's pretty old. And of all the stadiums, the only one maybe I'd go with with a rat problem would be maybe up in New York just because of the correlation with rats. Yeah, at least they're in Jersey. Though. But yeah, it's true. It's in Jersey, so it's not quite a New York City. I this this kind of made sense so when I look at their stadium, I feel like I could see rats scurrying underneath the stands. You see a rat in the locker room, what are you doing? Are you are you like, ah. "No, I don't think so." You don't freak out? I'm not a freak out guy. Have you rat. seen like a big wild rat? I have in New York. They're they're massive when it's... you see them like walking around on the side on the sidewalk. I'm not like afraid of mouse guy. I can get startled by one, but I'm not like afraid of them. You see a big rat, I'm just like, "Oh." See, I just what would make me squirm was something that could bring danger to me, and I know disease and that kind of thing could affect you with a rat. I'm not trying to acknowledge that that's not true. Like a snake, I jump. Oh, you, you see like a big no. snake I'm or something out. right I'm out. I'm I could out. step on a rat. Uh, some of those rats, it'd be too uncomfortable to step on. It's like stepping on a hey, small cat. You go two feet stomp, that thing's gone. Oh, God. You boom, are boom. Graphic. Left foot. What's the uh, cha-cha slide? You just cha-cha slide on that thing. Cha-cha slide. <laughs> Left foot stop. <laughs> right foot stop. Rat too hot is gone. now. <laughs> See, I did, it's a little rodent. Like, people who jump at mice crack me up. Like, I had a mice problem in my old house for a time. They're the cutest little things ever. The little white mice are just so tiny. The cha-cha slide. How are you killing that rat? The cha-cha slide. Slide to the left. Turn that on right now. Uh, Arizona, and this is the one I said to the group chat, they are one of the worst franchises. I've been saying this. They're one of the worst franchises in sports, and we got even more evidence. According to their survey, 
if players would like to dinner uh, have dinner at the facility, it get it gets boxed up for them and sent to them, but it gets deducted from their payroll. If they come in during the off season, quote unquote, to go work out at the facility, they uh, they have to keep paying for every meal they get, even during the off season. They are the only franchise that has to do this to their players. Every franchise pays for the food. Arizona Cardinals, they charge their players for their food. I just, I don't understand this kind of stuff. They are, they're, they're like not how, rich. How are you this, like, you can't tell me, though, that with the amount of money you're making in TV deals that you cannot afford to pay for your players' meals. Oh, you're not Or that wrong. you need to recoup yeah. the money. It's like, awful. this is a billion-dollar league. You're making crazy money every single year. The, like, the, the whole aspect of having a player, I would, A, love to have them around in the offseason so I could keep tabs on them, make sure they're staying in shape, make sure they're eating what they're eating. Like, that's half the battle with these guys, is it not? Making sure they're eating healthy, making sure they're following proper nutrition. And if you want them to come in and have your team meals, you're going to charge them. If they want to take it out of the – like, it just – that is insanity to me. One of the final four teams in the National Football League ended up being sixth worst overall in this survey. This oh. is the NFLPA players' survey on how their teams treat them. That's the Cincinnati Bengals. According to this survey, their plumbing does not consistently work. You want to take a shower? The water might get cold. You want to take a dump? Toilets might not flush very well. How old is Paul Brown Stadium? I don't know, but it's not a stadium problem. They are they are a team that lucked into Joe Burrow. They did, yeah. Uh, Jamar Chase. They've they've gotten everything right on the field. Two thousand. It's twenty three years old. Well, and they're lucky because their owner is also notoriously cheap and awful. Yes, he is, man. Yes, he is. It's a family hand down situation. Uh, that that is a bit concerning. Like, what are you, the Oakland A's? Can we get toilets that flush? What's well, happening? Here? I was just gonna say that we're talking about Oakland Coliseum, though, which is vastly older than oh, that. far 20, older than two thousand. Yeah. A twenty-three-year-old stadium already has toilets backing up. What's going on here? Uh, the Commanders finished dead last in this. Evidently, the players hate everything about this franchise that play for. Them. I think the only positive I saw was the strength and conditioning staff. They like their strength and conditioning staff, and it was like everything else other than that. You're an F minus. Uh, but they still feel their strength and conditioning staff is understaffed, which is not surprising to hear. The Colts, how about this one? How would this hit you? Jordan Schultz, I tell you, you're the lead chef of the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. And the players have said, you're the worst chef and they need a new chef. Might find a new line of work at that point. I'm going to just take the personal gig and go cook for one person and, you know, be Quality a of chef. food was ranked a D. They say basically their <laughs> chef sucks. <laughs> I like this to me, though. I, I love that they did. Have they done this every year? Or is they this they a new do thing? this every year, but people are starting to aggregate all the. T- like the Chiefs say they need a new trainer. The Ravens hate their strength and conditioning coaches. The Chargers players, they would like some amenities and more space. <laughs> Another notoriously cheap franchise. Need a little bit more room. I love that this was publicized, though, because I feel like we do this a lot in college football. Like, who treats their players right? Who has the best facilities? What staffs take care of guys? Like, the, the meal plans. Like, all the benefits that come from playing for a certain program. Like, that's a big part of recruiting in college football, and it's why you see all this keeping up with the Jones' is spending. Like, this is the same thing in the NFL. If I'm a free agent and I got an offer on the table from, I don't know, the Arizona Cardinals or the Washington Commanders or one of the teams that ranks near the top of the list of player happiness, and it's a similar do- dollar value, I'm, why would you sign with Arizona? 
Why would you sign with the Washington Commanders? That would be about guaranteed money, if anything, sure, right? Only if That's they're going to offer you more guaranteed yeah. money, but these are cheap organizations. The Arizona Cardinals are a very cheap organization, yeah. so they're probably not going to overspend for you in that case. So if I got two offers that are similar, why the hell would I go to a place where I don't like the chef, their plumbing doesn't work, their stadium stinks, their locker rooms are terrible, their training staff's bad? I just, to me, it makes no sense why you would be a billion-dollar company and not want to take take care of your players the best you possibly can. We just recently did employee surveys, and then we had a meeting about it because there were some you know some things raised by some fan staff, and we talked about it in a meeting. And hey, how we're feeling, what we think, etc. Those are also anonymous. But after this morning, I'm convinced they're not because one of the hosts on this show got thirty Odyssey dollars, and the <laughs> other didn't. Somebody said it was your take of not celebrating your dog's birthday. That's I, what did it for you. Minus 30. <laughs> you're not only at zero, now you're at minus 30. I'm deducting 30 Odyssey bucks from you. You don't let your dog sleep on the bed? <laughs> Dirt does. Here you go. Yep. Here's Odyssey dollars. He's right there. Snuggling Get yourself some Odyssey socks. Every single night, man. Uh, so I, I found this stuff quite enjoyable. Even great teams are on this list. The Chiefs needing a new trainer. I mean, how do you feel if you're the Chiefs trainer today? <laughs> hey! You just won a Super Bowl. You got a ring. You're like, it's my second ring, man. I'm doing a great job. Surveys released. You're awful at your job. Damn it. We hate you, man. We hate. Somebody said it's like uh, in Moneyball, they made players pay for soda. Like, yeah. What? Yeah, they did. That's right. The vending machine. Yeah, no, it's not free. <laughs> Put your $1.99 in there like everybody else. All right. Doesn't he negotiate Brad Pitt's character, Billy Bean, in one of the trades? A working Gatorade thing. I think like, eventually. Or yeah. like an unlimited supplying of a Pepsi machine or something. Yeah, like years worth of soda. Yeah. Supply them for like three years. That's it, right. Like, so they, they didn't have to charge soda them. machines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said taking money out of the salary for food almost seems like it'd be against the CBA. I would think so too. They are the only franchise that does this. The Cardinals. Imagine that you're walking out, you're a franchise quarterback, you're making money for that organization, you're winning. Uh, Kyler Murray's not that, but let's say you were a good franchise quarterback, and you're trying to leave with your, I don't know, pasta and vegetable dish for dinner to take it home and study your playbook. And they're like, ah, yeah, hold on, that, that, that'll be minus $19.99 off of your contract this week. This is making me actually like Kyler Murray. Can we save Kyler Murray's career? Get him out of Arizona, put him in a different team. At this point, I'm almost rooting for him because his franchise is a disaster. I mean, it's, he's it's, also it's a disaster, but so is the organization. Yeah, the organization's been a longer disaster than Kyler Murray. <laughs> uh, loaded second hour, Christian Capel will join us. We'll talk some Pac-12 football with him. But this Pac-12 fan base, jumping to conclusions, doesn't mean anything. Hour two, Dirt and Sprague on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.